Welcome to the Science of Parenting podcast, where we connect you with research-based information that fits your family. I'm Lori Cordles, parent of three in two different life stages. Two are launched and one is still in high school. And I'm a parenting educator. And I'm Mackenzie Johnson, parent of two littles with their own quirks. And I'm a parenting educator. Today, we'll talk about the realities of raising a family and how research can help guide our parenting decisions. Hey, did you catch that fancy new intro? Ah, yes. I had to fight the urge to be like, welcome to the site. No. Yeah. <laughs> we have a fancy intro. So we don't, have to, we don't say that anymore. I know. I get I think you just though. just jump in. It it, it isn't st- it is still in fact just us. Just us. Lori McKenzie and yes. Barb and McKenzie backstage, right? Yes, yes, yeah. they're there. They're there. Yeah. It does kind of feel like we need to do like reintroductions though at the beginning I, of the season. Like, hello. Hello. I still have young children. So parent <laughs> educator. Yeah. That all stayed the same. Nothing changed drastically. Nothing changed. Not for you. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. So here we are, season eight. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff, right? Eight. You know, and I'm super excited about this season. The great guidance and discipline debate, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm excited too. I'm so excited. Yes. So here we are, season eight. We're going to take a look at guiding children from multiple perspectives this season. We're going to try to bring in all different kinds of a little theory, maybe some <laughs> history. Uh, yeah, just, you know, all kinds of nerdy stuff. We And we dig it that way. <laughs> yes, I did. Full nerd. No Full apologies. Nerd. Full mm-hmm. nerd. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, getting dorky. It's been exciting, you know, digging through the research to get ready for this season. Um, you know, but also thinking about, yeah, like what influences the decisions we make around guidance and discipline, like whether we realize them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so in looking at that, looking at how we make the decision process, um, even if we don't, doesn't feel like a process, even if it's like a natural thing, mm-hmm. there is. So we'll talk yes. about that. And very excited. Like I said, full dorky. Every episode, there's going to be some kind of like parenting theory. And I'm very excited about it. <laughs> well, okay. And that's because that this entire season is coming from a book that's actually titled the handbook of parenting yes there is such a thing right and and we yeah and we have volume five so this is edited by mark bornstein but that's what we're gonna use and you know so yeah we we did get a little little you know geeked out and nerdy but this is it's a handbook okay like who who doesn't love a handbook give Mm -hmm. me a handbook right Yes, we had to really think intentionally about like we need to phrase this so that it makes that it's not so nerdy, right? Yes. That it like is real for real people. And so we did. We dug into the chapter from that um volume five, The Practice of Parenting. We dug into the chapter by Dr. Jennifer Lansford, and it's focused on discipline, as you maybe could have guessed. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, as so our goal here at the science of parenting is to just help you fill your parenting toolbox, right? And yes. so this season, we're gonna stick this big thick book of <laughs> parenting in there. And then we're going to just help you sift out the easy parts that you can quickly grab and have at your finger fingertips. Yeah. We like to use the word like translate. So like yes. we, we want to translate the research so that it's like, okay, cool. You said that barely know what it meant. <laughs> what, how, what do I actually do with that? So that's what exactly. we hope we can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So let's start with this definition, right? We'll start mm-hmm. off. We'd like to start off with definitions just so we're all on the same page, right? So shoot us a definition here. 
Yes. So defining discipline and guidance. Lansford tells us that one of the most important ways that parents shape their children's behavior is through the use of proactive discipline to encourage desired behavior in the future and reactive discipline to respond to misbehavior after it occurs. And so I love that. Like, what is guidance and discipline? It's about shaping our kids' behavior. I love that. Right? So what did you catch in there that you like? Gosh. So I love it that, that what you said was like guidance and discipline is like two things, right? So it's this use of proactive discipline to encourage desired behaviors in the future. And then it's also the opportunity to respond to misbehavior as it occurs, right? So it's two things and it's guidance and discipline. It's it's one tool and another, or it's tool number 65 and tool number 38, right? So <laughs> we have options all throughout our children's lives. Guidance and discipline is still about options. There is not just one tool that you're always and forever going to use for each and every situation. Options. Oh, for sure. And that, for me, it's like the desired and undesired behaviors. Like, mm -hmm. yes, we're shaping their behavior by trying to like reinforce the things we do like. Mm -hmm. And we're shaping their behavior by trying to correct the ones we don't like. And that those are all a part of guidance and discipline. And that they, they make up the relationship we have with our kids. The yes. discipline is like a huge part of that relationship because it we do shape their behavior as their parents. I love that word picture. Shaping, molding, yeah. creating <laughs> together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and so this idea of like undesired and desired behaviors this is it's like subjective right it's according to each of us what mm -hmm. we would define as desired or undesired and so absolutely what would you say are some desired versus undesired behaviors for you okay In so i'm i'm gonna say right now with my children at the age that they are right so mm -hmm. i have uh, one in high school and two that are done with uh, you know, they're launched, they're out of college, yeah. they're, they're working real, real girl jobs, big girl yes. jobs, right? Um, but I think standard to me has always been desired behavior, communication, undesired mm. behavior, lack of communication, <laughs> right? <laughs> desired behavior, um, being respectful towards yourself and others, undesirable behavior, uh, disrespecting yourself, disrespecting others. And, you know, even as young children, those, those are my personal family values. And so yes. where other parents, you know, would have valued something differently, those, those are my key that I hung on to. Um, yes. How about you? Littles. Littles. Okay. Well, I will say right now, the first undesired behavior that goes is like physical aggression when mm -hmm. my kids are at the age where like starting to like disagree and fight a little uh -huh. more they're two and five <laughs> and so even like my son will say to my daughter it's just like it's playful and funny and not funny <laughs> um my daughter will be like well i'm hungry or i'm something and he'll be like no you're not um which that's what little brothers do, I guess. But then, but that type of like behavior and interactions is sometimes leading to things like kidding, pushing, shoving, kicking, mm -hmm. yanking, right? Yanking. Yanking. <laughs> yanking that back out of their hand. And so definitely like that kind of behavior is not a desired behavior, right? We're trying. So thinking about like, okay, so what is the flip side of that? What is the desired behavior is like, 
using your words to communicate, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would like a turn with that toy, or I don't like when you do that, or, yes. right? Like, and so trying to encourage them and like give them phrases they can use with each other. That's a more desired behavior. Yes. Um, okay. And then another one. I will not show you what the rest of my office looks like. You will only see this frame. <laughs> because messes. <laughs> Leaving. And like, I'm such a bad example because the mess in this room right now is my mess. But, but like leaving messes for other people to clean up. Sure. That, like age appropriate. Right. So right. like, I don't yes. expect my two year old to like he- vacuum his room. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> but so leaving messes for other people is like, that is an undesired, like desired mm-hmm. clean up after yourself or make a plan for when you're going to clean it up mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But, those are like the very concrete things that I'm like, please, not that. Yes. Um, but that reminds like me. More... Oh, go ahead. Okay. So that reminds me of like another accountability, like being able to just Ooh. say, oh, yeah, I messed up. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, accountability. So that cleaning up meth- messes and that, yeah, that yes. reminded me accountability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <A> desired behavior. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you talking about like the communication and like respecting people, which I mean, I should have guessed respect always. Um, but I think another thing that is like a desired behavior, like something I want, like we work towards in guiding our kids behavior is the idea of like being tactful. Mm, So, which to me is like a little bit different than being polite, you know, like Mm -hmm. not, I have to accommodate everybody else's feelings kind of polite, but like, right. Instead of screaming at your brother, you know, like I disagree or like I've shared before, like my child that is less adaptable saying like, that's wrong. And like, (laughs) yeah. It's not wrong. It's maybe like different than you expected. Yeah. And so I think like teaching a desired behavior for me is like for my kids to like learn it's okay to have an opinion mm-hmm. and like, but you need to be tactful, like not disrespectful. And so yeah. that's a, that's another one. That's just like, I am shaping my kids behavior around that. You um, are absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, those are just, but it's so different for everybody. It is. You know, like the ones that like jump out of my head and mouth. <laughs> yeah. Even people who have the same, like similar age kids for me. Yes. Would be like, that's not what I worry about. So yeah, they're definitely, when it comes to different ages and gosh, that reminds me of season two when we talked about, you know, the parental judgment. Um, yes. Guidance and discipline brings on a whole nother level of parental mm-hmm. judgment and uh, self-doubt. Yes. Right? Wait. Yeah. That was in season one. Was that season one? All the way, oh. but like towards the end of season one, but all okay. the way back. All the way back. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, judgment for sure. Like this is the thing I'm choosing to address with my kids. Yes. And it might not be the thing you're choosing to address with yours. And yeah, it can be easy to compare mm-hmm. and judge and yes. we don't need that. We don't we need don't. that. <laughs> okay. So let's, I, I have something special for you. This is a framework and you're going to love what? this, right? For me? Yes. Yeah, for you. A framework for you. So. Hoffman and Salstenstein give us an overarching framework when it comes to understanding some different forms of discipline. Okay. Mm. So there's three main categories. So there's power assertion, love withdrawal, and Mm. inductive reasoning. So let me, let me go through those again. So power assertion, Mm -hmm. um, it means basically just that when parents exert power and authority over the child. Yeah. Okay. So some ways we do that would like, I mean like corporal punishment or spanking, mm-hmm. yelling, mm-hmm. um, like grounding or Absolutely. like removing privileges. Yeah. Right. That's like asserting like I am the adult. Yes. And this like, so I get to decide these things. 
Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Power assertion. Power assertion. Okay. So the second one in in this framework, three ways, three categories of guidance and discipline. The second category is love withdrawal. And this essentially means that we manipulate our children's emotion by, you know, expressing disapproval or anger. Um, So it's kind of that removing love by expressing anger or disapproval. So, I mean, so this could be things like, I mean, like name calling, Mm -hmm. belittling. I mean, even sometimes in drastic situations, like threatening to leave, threatening to like, well, maybe I should just not, you know? Mm hmm. Um, yeah, or I, sometimes even maybe like people might consider like the silent treatment. Yes. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So that's the second category, right? Love withdrawal, right? So the third category then is a category called inductive reasoning. And that Mm -hmm. involves kind of discussing how other people are affected by the child's behavior. So you're helping the child understand what it is about their behavior that's impacting others. Yes. So that is, you know, I mean, reasoning, like it's mm-hmm. explaining why you make the decisions you do. I even think some people talk about when they talk about time out, yes. they flip it and talk about time in. Yes. So like that we have this very specific time where we're talking about the behavior and how like it affected people. Um, you know, with my littles, it's even things like using distraction or redirection. Yes. Uh, so yeah, there's a wide variety of ways we can kind of use this reasoning to guide their behavior. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so three ways. So, so three ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. As we think about these, like, is there one that's better than the others? There's, it's a framework. So to me, a framework says there might be pieces and parts in all of them that are okay when it comes to guidance and discipline. Mm-hmm. So, so I have an answer for that. Okay, good. <laughs> so actually Lansford, the author of this chapter, like specifically addresses basically, so inductive reasoning. So the one where we're explaining, um, you know, it's a little more logical than the other mm-hmm. two. That has been shown to basically have like exclusively positive outcomes for kids. The power assertion can be kind of like some negative, some positive. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the wo- the love withdrawal is mostly negative. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, based on that, you could say the inductive reasoning is probably the best strategy sure. um, that we can tap into. But yeah, that there's like, well, there is some there is some benefit in that power assertion. But but there's a caveat of why. Right. Uh, yes, I, I did. I did yes. know that there was this there was this little twist. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the twist. Yes. So basically that there's two types of power assertion. So which I mean, really comes back to this idea of authoritative parenting. Yes. And so you heard us talk about that before. Uh, Bomberin's theory, basically that an authoritative parent, which kids who have authoritative parents tend to have really positive outcomes from their parenting, that we provide warmth and we provide appropriate expectations. So in coercive is one category and confrontive is the other one. In coercive power assertion, it's about manipulating behavior. Okay. So this can feel, it's not always with reason, right? It can feel like out of the blue. It can feel like it's about controlling behavior. Okay. Um, is what that coercive kind of style is versus... Sometimes we use confrontive power assertion, which is about shaping behavior 
it's typically involves some kind of like negotiation okay. and logic. And so that there's a difference in within that category of are we manipulating our child children's behavior mm-hmm. with their feelings, right? Like I want you to feel bad yes. or I want you to feel right I, so that you'll stop it versus I want to reason with you about why that's not appropriate. And so, so sometimes I need to assert that power. Yes. And and that I when you said that just this time around I heard confrontation, confrontation, right? And some people say I don't like confrontation. Yeah. But in this case, like it's super important to confront and talk about and reason and you know, that's a prime learning opportunity is to yes. confront this, what's happening. And so it's not confrontational. Yes. <laughs> it's let's step up to the plate and confront what's going on. Yes. And I think that sometimes there's, you know, like this generation of parents kind of thing around like oh. we're too soft on our kids or whatever. And I think that it can be when the pendulum swings from if we've maybe felt like our parents were like very controlling or something. And then it's like, no, me and my kid are going to be friends, you know, but like, but it can get permissive. Mm -hmm. It can get if we're not ever asserting power as like, I am the adult, you are the child Mm -hmm. and I can't let you do this. Like, I can't let you be unsafe. I can't let you hurt others. I can't let you, you know, whatever that behavior is. And so there is a level of like, we need to confront and address inappropriate, unsafe behavior. Um, so yeah, it does require some level of asserting our power as the adult mm-hmm. over the child, because like, I can't let you play in the street. It's a mm-hmm. bummer. You're mad. <laughs> and you can't. And like, and as a teen driver, exactly. I can't let you make unsafe driving choices. It's a exactly. bummer. Like, but so you're right. That power assertion that like, it's about not confrontation, but like, we're going to address mm-hmm. the behavior or the issue. And you get to model that for the child, yes. right? You get to model how to have healthy conflict, how to mm-hmm. have healthy um, assertion, how to have yes. healthy standing up and s- supporting family values. And those yes. opportunities are are fabulous for parents and children to do together, as yes. opposed to, you know, like you said, that... Um, that silent treatment um, yeah. in the, you know, um, the second framework category, which is removal. Power. Oh, love well, withdrawal. Love withdrawal. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sounds like. <laughs> it's the one yeah. that was second. <laughs> yeah, love withdrawal. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. that, that silent treatment, that love withdrawal, um, you know, that's not modeling to the yes. child. What is the behavior you want them to do? What is it you want them to do? Mm-hmm. Well, and so as we, you know, think back on our list of what we talked about in that, like power assertive types of behaviors, like parenting and discipline strategies, mm-hmm. you know, the things that might be coercive would be things like inflicting physical pain. Mm-hmm. It could be things like yelling and it could be things like, you know, I even think of like hearing stories about kids getting grounded from like basic needs. Oh, yes. You know? And yes. so, yeah, that it's not like you're grounded from this event. Right. It's like you aren't allowed to have basic things. Right. Um, So, you know, that that is really about manipulating the behavior Mm -hmm. rather than trying to like work with your child to shape it. You know, so the more confront, confrontive, all of a sudden I'm like, is that the right word? It is. Where does it, I had to look. Where does the accent go? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
you know, but things that are like removing privileges when we need to, or mm -hmm. sometimes time out and time in and mm -hmm. that opportunity to like, yep, sometimes I do need to ground you. You were dishonest with me about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can trust you to do this safely. Exactly. Um, you know, and exactly. so sometimes that's the case. Even with my little, my daughter, there was a period where she liked to like, she was watching TV and not, not she was, she is watching TV in the morning. She likes to get ready, watch a little bit of TV. And as long as she's ready, mm -hmm. there were some days we had a little streak where it was like, you're not ready to go. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm okay with you doing that as long as you're okay with being independent and getting yourself ready. You know, lots of days in a row tomorrow, we're not going to be able to. Right. You know, but it was related to what was happening. Like, okay, you were able to have that privilege because you had demonstrated responsibility. And if we don't have the responsibility, I need to help you with it, which means we don't have time for the TV in the morning. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, but it does, it looks different on how we can do that. But I thought that distinction between like coercive mm -hmm. and confrontive was an important one as we think about our power as parents. Exactly. Like, are we trying to manipulate them to make them feel a certain way? Or are we trying to guide and shape that behavior? I love that. So mm -hmm. we've got power assertion, removal of love. I still don't have that. Love oh, withdrawal. Love <laughs> withdrawal. I'm going to get it withdrawal. sometime. And then inductive reasoning. Those three, those three categories of how we yeah. pull in discipline strategies, which is where we're going next, right? Some strategies. Yes. What are some yes. things that we so like to share So there was one more quote that I just like got to oh, say. because yeah. There was a word in here that I thought was so good. So confrontive power assertion is marshaled to promote compliance with a responsive relationship where the child's dissent is heard and respected. And I was like, oh, I want to be marshaled. Like I, you're right. I'm not like manipulating it. My emotions. It's like, it's marshaled. I want compliance, but I'm promoting it. Not like manipulating to get it. And then, yeah, my kids can say like, hold on, wait, this doesn't feel fair. Or like, wait, the reason I did this was, and it's like, and respect your favorite word. Yes. Word is in there. So marshaled essentially is allowing them to have some input. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But so I liked that word in that quote. So yes. yes. Power assertion. There are ways that seem to be more beneficial and ways that seem to be um, not as beneficial. But you're right. So we're going to move into the strategy. So thinking about those three kinds of discipline, thinking about that mix of like we're shaping behavior, proactive, reactive, et cetera. This season, I'm we're switching it a little bit. I mean, not terribly, but like this, we're going to focus in on like a strategy for the week, almost kind of an assignment. Ooh, kind Maybe of like homework, homework, a homework activity. Yeah. Which one will make people not feel yucky about it? Oh yeah, uh, an activity, an for activity your for enjoyment. You. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for this week, I think as we think about guidance and discipline, to look for opportunities to flip some of those reactive discipline things we do into more proactive or thinking about when we respond only to an undesired behavior to how we can yes. help them understand what the desired behavior is. Okay. So give me a negative and I'll see if I can flip it. I'll see okay. if I can flip it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Right. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, one, don't hit. <laughs> okay. So, um, but what I don't want, undesired behavior hitting, what I do want is uh, in, not hitting, nice touches. Okay. So yes. I would say uh, the reactive way you said it was don't hit. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and can I just add this in right here? So I've always been, you know, okay, me like brain development, right? Yes. So what is the last thing you want your child to hear? You want your child to hear, 
what you want them to do, right? Mm. Tell them yes. what you want them to do. Okay, so don't and hit. say it last. And say it last, yes. So the last thing I'm going to say is what I want you to hear. I would like you to use nice touches. Nice touches, mm-hmm. please. Yes. Mackenzie, please use nice touches. I will do my best. <laughs> In, <laughs> instead of instead of uh, use don't nice touches, use nice touches. Don't hit. Mm-hmm. What was the last thing you still heard me say? Just don't hit. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed hit. to do instead, but I want what my it, way. Yeah. Right. I want my way. Yeah. So <laughs> use nice touches. As much as I want to say, so don't hit. No, yes. I'm going to just stick with use nice touches. <sighs> yes. Well, and I yes. even think like my kids are getting old enough now that I can do the, are you wanting to ask for a turn? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like what, what is behind that behavior I don't like of like, are you wanting that toy back? Are yes. you? And so sometimes it's also like, okay, what's an appropriate, like that, that, mm-hmm. that sensation or that urge of wanting the toy back is not a bad thing. It right. would be appropriate. Like use nice touches. Yes. Did you want to ask for a turn? Like, did you want to use your words to ask? For giving them words, giving them words yeah. for the feelings they're feeling like, yeah. you know, oh, that made you mad, <laughs> right? Ooh, that made you mad. Should we ask, you know, if we can have that toy back? Yes. 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 Okay. So here's another one. Okay. More, more probably in your, actually, I was still hitting my sister. If I'm honest, I was hitting my sister's <laughs> team. <laughs> that is not good. That was not, I'm not modeling. Yeah. Um, okay. But one that's a little more typical of like teens. Okay. Watch your mouth. Ooh, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Ooh, watch your mouth. Watch your Technically, mouth. Technically, I am telling you what I want you to do, but I not am. really a desired behavior. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so that actually brings in a question to me. Um, and in my brain is saying, well, what was it that they said mm. exactly that you don't want? That's the undesired yeah, was it phrase. Like, what was? Well, was it like a curse word, or was it like? Something right. disrespectful. Like don't was talk it the to tone. Me yeah. Was it yeah. the tone? Was it a word? So okay, yeah. So I I might have been known to say things like, um, would you not like another shot at um oh. asking me more politely? Yeah. <laughs> if it was the tone that was undesirable. Yeah. Did you want to try that again? Did you want to try that? Did you want to try to use a different word this time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I've definitely um asked those questions in my household. Um mm-hmm. Because it's almost like I, I want to make sure that they have that. Like I'm making my point. I uh, I don't like this phrase you're using. Mm-hmm. This word you're using. It's undesirable, and I'm actually going to give you another shot at trying it again before yes. I get upset. <laughs> yes, you know, and if it is like a curse word scenario mm-hmm. or like yeah. a word that your family is like, no, that's not a word we use. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be as simple as like instead of watch your mouth, it could be as simple as. Like, choose a more appropriate word. Yes. Or, you know mm-hmm. what? Let's be honest. Maybe you say, watch your mouth first. And they're like, and the desired behavior. <laughs> and what I'd like you to say instead. Like, let's is... choose a more appropriate word. Yes. And let's try mm-hmm. it together. <laughs> yeah, we can do this. We can do this. Let me model it for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Another one that you okay. will. I remember the first time you said this to me. I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. It. You don't need to explain it. Okay. Stop it syndrome. Oh yeah, stop. When it, as syndrome. parents we get it, now I'm going to explain. <laughs> we get in that mode of like, stop it. Knock it off. Knock it and off. And we're not even telling them what the specific undesired behavior is, but no. no. Yeah, but whatever that is, stop it. Yeah. And and that was something I learned like as an adult vividly remembering the story. I've told you this story. You know, but it was an adult that I said that to. Stop it. And that adult said, "What? Like, 
what are you, what are you talking about? And, and it was kind of at that point, and my kids were a little, thank goodness at that point that I thought, <laughs> oh, if, he, if that adult has no idea what stop it means, then how can I expect my four, my four-year-old to understand what stop it means? And, and I get it like, oh, oh, Laura, you aren't in my house when, you know, my kid is looking at me just about to put their hand in the, the potting soil and toss a, a handful the at their brother, right? Yeah. It's always the plants, you know, that they, they know what they're doing. And I think, okay, but stop it. it. Do I want you to stop throwing? Stop looking at me? Stop with your fingers in the dirt? What piece and action is it that I want you to stop? But more importantly, what would I like you to do instead? Mm -hmm. Right. What is it I want you to do? The desired behavior is the key. And so we had this one. We were in a store recently. And, it, you know, it's like one of those like gifty type stores. Yes. That I'm scared to be in because I don't trust me to not break things. <laughs> yeah. like, but in there with one of my kids and it's like, OK, instead of like, don't touch, don't touch. It's like, OK, naturally, you want to see this thing. And it's like, let's right. look with our eyes, not let's with our hands. Them. Yes. Like. These things are for looking with our eyes. And yes, if you want to like get close and like mm -hmm. look around it <laughs> rather than like pick it up and, mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, what do I want you to do? I want you to look with your eyes. I want your hands you. in your pocket and I want you to look with your eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. And then, I mean, it's worth addressing like even oh, yes. sometimes when it's like, what I want you to do is stop what you're doing. Sometimes what I'm in, like prone to do is yell, or for some of mm -hmm. us, that might be spanking. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I want you to stop it, and I want you to stop it right now. Mm -hmm. So how do we flip that into teaching a desired behavior instead of just trying to stop it? Well, I think there's this flagship thing that we talk about here. Uh, there's something the science it, of parenting it, loves. It's three <laughs> words, three words. Uh, oh, I know what it is. It's stop, breathe, and talk. Do you want to remind everyone what that is? Yeah. So stop, retalk, of course, that flagship strategy of helping us get regulated. Because, you know, when we think about things like yelling or spanking or even like name calling, belittling mm -hmm. type of behaviors, we can unintentionally get into as a parent. Emotions are running high. Mm -hmm. We're prone. I'm yes. not prone to yelling if I'm calm. I'm prone to yelling if I'm having a yes. hard time or <laughs> angry. Yeah. Um, you know, and so. But stop is that opportunity to recognize that those emotions are like, whew, they are big. They are here. I feel them. Taking a nice, long, deep breath is that opportunity to get your body and your mind regulated again so you can think clearly because we are not logical when our brains are overwhelmed. And oh. so taking that breath is that pause. Maybe it's walking away. Maybe it's taking a breath. Maybe it's taking a little more than a minute. Um you know, but then also the talk, the speaking mm -hmm. with intention, the opportunity to this is what I want. Right. This is the desired mm -hmm. behavior. And I mean, honestly, using that inductive reasoning is what we're trying to get Absolutely. at. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Using explanations and reasoning. Get back into that upstairs brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we can look for these opportunities throughout this week to teach what we want instead of just, you know, it's easy to get in those cycles of just like stop it. And so figuring out. What's the behavior I want you to do instead? What can I teach you? Where are opportunities to maybe practice that, um, you know, with when the risk is a little bit lower? And so, yeah, let's just like look for those opportunities. Let's be proactive and try to think about when we can teach them what we want instead of what we don't want. I love that idea of practicing, like recognizing yeah. I, I can think of a situation right now where yes. I definitely feel um, a higher stress level where I might 
you know, mm. use some of those coercive tactics. So if I yes. knew that going in, I'd be, I, may, I might be thinking, okay, this is how I'm going to practice. This is how I'm going to practice. This is what I'm going to say. Cause I know that this is going to happen. Yes. I love that oh, idea. Yeah. Okay. And I literally yesterday was, I'd picked up my daughter. We we're riding in the car and I was just like a hot mess, <laughs> all kinds of hot mess. And I told her in the car, I was like, I'm having a hard day. I'm feeling mm -hmm. overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling frustrated. I don't want to be a grouch is usually how we talk about it. Like, and I want to like, just because I'm stressed, I still want to talk to you nicely. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, and so you can tell me, I'm like, I really am going to try to be calm and it's okay if you need to tell me like, mom, I want you to talk nice to me or, but we oh, did. I was like, I love that. But I literally was like, I'm a mess and I don't <laughs> like, I want to be chill and hang out. Uh -huh. And that is yeah. not how I feel. <laughs> Help me. Okay. Uh. <laughs> But it's like, okay, but you're also like you're mm -hmm. a kid and you're allowed to have that too. Like, yes. And Aww. maybe someday you'll be able to tell me like this. I'm a hot mess, I mom. To, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I'm a hot mess. Help me. Yes. <laughs> Help me. Mm, I love yeah. that. Okay. So season eight, eight seasons of having our stop, breathe, talk moment. Yes. I don't know how many episodes that makes, but yeah, we invite, we invite our producer Kenzie in and she gets to just give us a chance to practice that flagship strategy of stop, breathe, talk, but welcome. Welcome Kenzie. Thank you for joining Hello. us today on the Science of Parenting podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. What do we got off the cuff? Here we go. Yeah. yeah so since we are in the first episode, I like to start off the season. Uh, I feel like I've done this a couple of times, but as we start talking about guidance and discipline and um, all of the wonderful things we'll talk about this season, what is one thing you'd like parents to keep in mind or one piece of advice you would give to parents as they begin to explore or maybe re-explore or think about differently the idea of discipline? Ooh. Okay, I know mine. I know mine. Okay. Mine is a direct tie into the next episode. So I'm <gasps> okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, so of course, my I would say science stop breathe talk is a flagship strategy. And then my uh flagship child development pieces to go with that strategy are temperament and brain development. So no matter what strategy technique or tool you pull out of your parenting toolbox, the basis for all children's behavior is their temperament and their child, the, the brain development. Like mm -hmm. where are they at developmentally and how is that strategy going to um, connect with them on that level? Is the strategy, you know, the perfect fit for their temperament and where mm -hmm. their brain is at developmentally? And I honestly can say that, you know, my kids were young enough and luckily I had that background in child development to be able to say, yes. man, that tantrum is so awesome <laughs> for 17 and a half months, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, okay, 17 and a half months. Yep. This is that, you know, and the next piece of the tantrum that she's going to add on to this is, mm -hmm. you know, as so I think I feel, I feel confident in saying that if you can look at all misbehavior from the standpoint of there is brain development involved in that misbehavior. Mm -hmm. And then there's your child's temperament, which remember part of it they got from you. So yeah. no matter what is happening, if you can just take that stop, breathe, talk moment and turn on those 
two lights in your brain that says, Ooh, okay. Their brain development right now is impacting this behavior and their temperament is okay. Which tool is going to fit with both of those? So it's it's that caveat as you're going, stop Mm -hmm. development and temperament talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All of it. Mm. Yes. Okay. The more I had time, the more I wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) What are we leading into next week with? (laughs) Okay. So one of the things that I think was like a huge aha for me and like helping put together this season and like, as I've learned more, you know, in my undergraduate degree and my graduate degree Mm -hmm. about parenting and how we develop as humans, that we have default settings. Mm, yes. Right? So like temperament is like a default setting. Factory um, settings. Right? <laughs> factory default factory setting. reset. <laughs> um, you know, but it also in our discipline, like also mm-hmm. in the way we interact with our kids, that like the way we were raised and all of this stuff we're going to talk about actually next week. But there are things that influence the way mm-hmm. we, like the reasons why we behave the way we do as parents and the way we respond to undesired behavior that we may not even be on our radar and that is the case for our kids too yes like that our kids have reasons for their behavior right so like my kids are pushing each other because yes i mean i don't know it really depends (laughs) on the situation (laughs) right there is always a because (laughs) right because Mm -hmm. they would like to sit next to like they really could use some connection from me from my spouse from whoever the there's a reason behind our kids behavior Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's really hard to figure out sometimes it's not that hard but sometimes it is Mm -hmm. but understanding that like we have some default settings and so do our kids and that that impacts how we discipline how they behave how we behave how we react when something is a frustrating situation yeah, <laughs> a challenging moment frustrating <laughs> frustrating but but yeah so i do that's mm, it's hard not yeah. to say more but yeah next yeah. week we get we'll next all it. about it yeah. <laughs> and it's and i'm sure some of this will come up next week but it makes me think of the conversation that we've had and i know Lori referenced when i said something about uh the archives right sometimes mm-hmm. our, our archives we're pulling from our archives and we don't even know it mm-hmm. um and sometimes we you know those those files are closer to the front and we mm-hmm. we but our brain knows the archives in the back better so mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. well in the you know we talked about in what season and in, in some seasons one of them we talked about like upstairs brain downstairs brain mm-hmm. those right. archives are like in the basement they're not mm-hmm. on purpose right <laughs> Right. Right. But they can sneak out. Yes. And so, yeah, figuring out what are those things? What are those things that can make us behave certain ways without us even realizing it? Yeah. Yes. So that so, fascinates me to no end. So we're going to keep talking about it. We're going to talk about <laughs> discipline and all these influences and how do we make decisions? So I'm excited. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well, I will get out of here and let you wrap things up so we can prepare for next week. Okay. Deal. Yes. Thank Sounds you. <laughs> Yes. So this week we got to look at, you know, these different categories of discipline and we're going to keep looking at them and we're going to keep looking at new ways of thinking about this idea of shaping our kids behavior. So that's kind of the definition we're going to operate from. We can be proactive and reactive, that that's a part of discipline Mm -hmm. and that we get to shape their behavior, which is cool. So we're going to look for strategies that research tells us are most effective and that can lead to positive outcomes for our kids. So 
This is Absolutely. just episode one. More to episode come. Episode one, yeah. And next week we talked um, a little bit about you shared that next week we're going to talk about those kind of those un- unseen, unheard, unspoken kinds of impacts on our discipline choices. So mm-hmm. hang with us because I, I I think next week is going to be super exciting. But mm-hmm. um, they there are influences that we just sometimes have to recognize are yes. uh, making us choose the tools that we use. So uh-huh. thanks for joining us today on the Science of Parenting podcast. And just a friendly reminder, you can subscribe to our weekly audio podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app, podcast app, right? <laughs> and don't miss the rest of season eight's episodes. Yes, please do come along with us as we tackle the ups and downs, the ins and outs, and the research and reality all around the science of parenting. The Science of Parenting is hosted by Lori Kothals and Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung, with research and writing by Barbara Dunn Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.